liveallittlehigher.com. We continue learning the book, Duties of the Heart, and we're in the gate of self-accounting. And, uh, and today, Rabbi Bahia says, when a person has come to trust in God, and trusting to him his life, his property, his children, and his every situation, and then his condition changes, and the Creator decrees what is not agreeable to him, he should make an accounting with himself as follows. So what he's saying is, imagine that you are a person, a person that follows Torah, follows mitzvot, you, 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 you serve Hashem in your life, and suddenly life is not going the way you want it to go. It's not going how you thought it should be going, right? You think Hashem owes you, like, okay, I've devoted my life to Him, and look what happens to me, you know? It happens to many people. So many people get disillusioned with, uh, with living a life of Torah observance because of this. And uh, what Rabbi Pakuda, Rabbi Bahi, I'm sorry, is saying, is it says, suppose a man gave his friend a house or a field as a gift. Imagine you give someone a gift. You give your children a house uh, when they get married and you decide you're gonna give them a house. And you give them this house. And these this children that you gave them the house, after a, a few years decide, oh, I don't, we don't fit in this house anymore. We're gonna demolish it and we're gonna, be a, we're gonna build a two, two uh, floor house because we need a bigger space. And, um, and it's gonna be very different from the house you gave them. It's gonna be very different from that condition. So he says, would it be right for the giver to become aggrieved and concerned at the actions of his friend, he says, or his children, vis-a-vis -vis the house or field and at the changes he wrought in its condition after he had already given it to him as a gift. So yes, it's a, it's a question. You give someone a gift and that person demolishes the gift and decides they don't like the gift and they're gonna do something bigger with it. So are we, are we supposed to get upset? Like, whoa, like look at this person. And so here Rabbi Bahia says the same applies to you, as he says, as he talks, my brother, having entrusted your life and property to Hashem, do not be aggrieved when he acts with you as he wills and governs you as he wishes. Even if on the surface it does not seem to be good for you, rather you should have confidence in him and rely on his perfect guidance and judgment. So yes, you devote your life to Hashem, you do, your life is all for him, suddenly things don't go the way you expected them to be, sometimes things happen that are very painful in your life, and then you come and say, okay, but I gave him all my love, and look, this is the way he pays me. So Rabbi Bahia here is telling us, this is not the right approach, this is not the way you have to think. The right approach is to have trust in Hashem, to have confidence in Him, and to rely that He knows what He's doing, to rely on His guidance and judgment, that yes, it's not what I want, but I know that Hashem is always taking care of me and that at this moment in my life, this is something that he considers is good for me. So do not regret that you gave him what, what to your mind as yours and do not be sorrowful when his judgment is executed upon you, especially since you are one of his creatures and he's your creator and provider. He knows better than anybody what you need. 
who guides you in accordance with what is good for you in your outer and inner life. Through, though this is matter is hidden from you, as it says, it was I who accustomed Ephraim to being taken up in his arms, and they did not know what I had healed them. This is in Hosea. So a person should always understand that it's two separate things. One thing is your, your relationship with God, your, your, your dedication to Him in your life. And another thing is your life, is what you have to go through. Because we don't know what we need in our lives. We don't know what we, we have to go through in this life, the, what we have to achieve in this life. And nothing that happens to you is random. Nothing that happens to you is unjust. It can be very painful and it can be very discouraging, but at the same time, you have to understand that there's a purpose in life, there's a grand plan in life. Hashem is bigger than you. Uh, his, his, his vision for the world is bigger than you. You're just part of that and you, you cannot see the whole picture. You are only allowed to see glimpses of it. You don't see the, 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 the picture, you see the movie, you go step by step. So then he comes and says, a person should contemplate the superiority of his soul over his body. He should recognize the superiority of some people over others, such that one individual may be worth a thousand, and he should realize that his superiority stems not from the person's physical powers, but from the virtues of his soul. So what he's saying is that a person is worth what he's worth because of the virtues of his soul, of how his soul is revealed in this world. There's people who go through life not revealing their soul. They live with their material instinct. This is, uh, I'm hungry, I eat. I, I, I wanna party, I party. I wanna buy a big car, I buy a big, but they don't live with their soul. They're not uh, soulful people. They're not connected to their neshamas. So as King David was told, but now you are worth 10,000 of us. This is in Shmuel. Even if a woman is superior in her physical beauty, its spiritual graces are lacking, then her beauty has no grace. And her charm turns repulsive, as the wise one said, like a ring of gold in the snout of a pig is a beautiful woman who has no sense. This is in Michele. And then it says, charm is deceiving and beauty is vain. The woman who fears God is the one to be praised. This is in, in uh, Shira Shirim, the woman of valor. And I remember once a beauty queen came to the Rebbe Lubavitch for Abraham, beautiful girl. And she came for a blessing and he said to her, your beauty is not external. Your beauty has to be internal. You have to work that inside beauty that you have within yourself. Your external beauty is only a reflection, should be a reflection of the beauty that you hold within yourself. And he said, charm is deceiving and beauty is vain. The woman who fears God is the one to be praised. Like be a Yiddishamayim woman, be a woman that knows right from wrong and behaves properly and modestly and with grace and kindness. So in keeping with your understanding of the superiority of your soul over your body, you should endeavor to promote your soul's welfare and its salvation before its master, who observes its brightness and darkness, its praiseworthiness and blameworthiness. 
its choice of good over evil, its inclination to reason or to passion. Therefore, constantly attend to its condition more than you attend to the condition of your body. So this is why this chapter is so important because a person has to be a master of accountants. A person has to always be looking within, has to always be checking inside to see his virtues, to see his moral compass, his ethical compass, to, to see what motivates him, what are his priorities, what, what moves him, what inspires him. And, and you have to be very careful because sometimes it's egocentric, egocentric needs and wants. And when you're focused on this part of your existence, then that soul, that beautiful neshama, which is a, a jewel within yourself cannot shine. And so he says, know that it is easier to cure the body of the severest illness than to cure the soul of the sickness of base passion prevailing over it. As the wise one said, a man's spirit will bear his illness, but if the spirit is downcast, who will uplift him? And above all that you guard, watch over your heart. So your feelings are very important. You have to watch your feelings. You have to watch what you're feeling. You know, today it's the feelings, feelings. You have to do what you feel, but you have to look at your feelings are good feelings. Are they appropriate? Are there healthy feelings? And if feelings are not healthy and they're taking you in the wrong direction, then you have to really look what's going on there. What are you looking at? What books are you reading? What movies are you watching? What music are you listening to? What type of people you're hanging around with? Because really everything starts here and then it trickles down to the heart. And the heart at the end grabs control of your body and it's very, you have to be very careful what you feed it with. So if you're feeding your, 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 your brain with good things, with good thoughts, with uh, learning about how to judge people favorably, how to forgive people, how to be kinder, and this is what's feeding you through the day, then you're gonna have good feelings. But if your feelings are aggressive because you're constantly listening to aggressive speech and aggressive people and all these things, this, this is gonna be what you're gonna be feeling. So I wanna wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.